there's something outside. What is that? Creek Bridge. And I said, no. Mm. So um, 
and this was just about right, about three years ago, I guess, when the when we started thinking about doing a festival. So I called Donna and I said, "Guess what?" And we just started exploring the idea and thinking about it and getting excited about it, and decided there was enough interest to to bring people together and and sort of celebrate the Parkers too, and and let them tell their stories. We were looking. Um, we were looking to promote something that not only made money, but that was a good venue for family, storytelling, uh, letting people talk about what they saw. So that's how we got started, and Donna can take it from there. Okay. Well, I'm a member of a different organization and uh, have since joined up with Environmentally. The organization that I have been affiliated with uh, is the Spirits of Sanford. And um, uh, we were more into uh, paranormal stuff initially, and uh, we established several ghost walks in the downtown area of Sanford, and we also established what is called a ghoul bus ride. And we um, rented a a decommissioned school bus and took people on um, a trip to uh, venues or sites that were too far to walk. So we went to the Devil's Tramping Grounds. We went to an abandoned cemetery. Uh, we went to the Camelback Bridge. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot of places um, in the Cumnock area. There are um, two coal mines. Matter of fact, one of the coal mines had one of the largest uh, industrial um, disaster. Uh, when it exploded and killed something like 30 people, I think it was. Anyway, so there's been um, discussion that there that this particular mine is haunted. And so um, Debbie and her friends came on one of my ghost walks and on the ghoul bus ride. And so uh, in three years ago, well, three and a half years ago, in 2014, we found out that um, – our county was being earmarked, as well as our mother county, which is Chatham County, for uh, becoming a coal ash dump for Duke Energy. Mm. And um, so we decided that we needed to band together because we realized that we were in the fight of our lives to yeah. keep clean water and clean air, for, not only for ourselves, but for future generations. So uh, uh, Debbie approached me to designate um, a couple of the ghost walks and a ghoul bus ride to uh, earn money for um, our environmental issues. So we did. And then the next year she came up to me, and and I'm kind of embarrassed to say this because at the time I just thought that, you know, Bigfoot was kind of like the Easter Bunny and, you know, (laughs) Jack Frost, that kind of thing. I now know differently. But at that time, you know, I was not truly a believer. And she said, well, um, let's do a Bigfoot festival and and channel that money to our environmental issues. And I was very skeptical. I was afraid that we would not be successful because I just didn't know if there would be that kind of interest. Boy, was I ever wrong. (laughs) And uh, we have been so lucky. Uh, We've had two um bigfoot festivals 
since that first discussion, and each year it's gotten bigger. We have grown not only in uh, attendance size, but in the activities that we have offered people. And this year we decided rather than killing ourselves with a lecture series and the festival at the same time, we'd split it up. And so that's what we've done. And um, it has just taken off like gangbusters, and we're so excited. Wow. Well, I'll tell you, you guys are in one one of the hottest states in our country for Bigfoot activity. Um, and over here, where I live, near Montgomery County in the Uwari, has the most um, reports in the whole state. So I know that you're going to have a lot of uh, interest from folks probably around this area. That you know, It's not far at all, just about a 45-minute drive or so. Um, so, you know, I'm encouraging a lot of people that are in this area from the URI who have had experiences, heard of experiences, to to come over there and, um, you know, network with people and, and feel free to share their story. And, uh, you know, that, that's how it all starts for people. They they feel kind of alone because, like you said, a lot of people think that Bigfoot is is not real. And I think this is a great venue for people to connect and realize they're not alone in this situation. So hats off to you ladies. Um, so let's talk about your um, environmental Lee. What exactly is it that you guys that you guys do, Debbie? We are um, we are a chapter of Blue Ridge Environmental Defense League. And under that organization, we work at, in our neighborhood. We work locally, just Julie, trying to address issues that we see, uh, issues that, as Donna said, are many times brought to our attention, like the coal ash, that we think will uh, challenge or inhibit the way of life that that we have. Most of us, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're rural. We chose to live in areas where. Um, where we can see trees and have, you know, clean right. air. And we see that being threatened. The neighborhood that I, I live in, as Donna said earlier, is historically coal mine area. And what first brought us together was the fracking issue. And um, we uh, we just met by chance. We all started going to informational meetings about what, hydrofracturing would do and about the mineral rights of the landowners here. I don't own my mineral rights, nor do the majority of my neighborhood. So we all started going to meetings to learn more about it, and we met each other. And as Donna said, uh, we formed our own community of people that were willing to get out and work and do something instead of just standing by and Mm -hmm. letting people over us. Yeah, and that that's awesome. I mean, you just people don't realize um what that type of and it's the coal ash dumping is what they they're wanting to do over there. Is that correct? Exactly. Coal ash dumping and and it's already being dumped in Chatham County and there is mm. a site that has been prepared in Lee County. But um the hydrofracturing is also coming back to the forefront again, too, so that uh, peop- 
owners of the mineral rights could come and extract that gas from your property, and you have no say so. You have you don't own the mineral rights. Um, they could come right on your property and get that gas out, whether you wanted it disturbed or not. So oh, what we yeah. know that people have uh, being threatened with, you could wake up one day and have a uh, well pad, which is a large concrete pad, placed on your property and them getting ready to drill. And then f- for the rest of your life of living in that house, you would hear the the, the residue sounds of this well being drilled and pumped in your property. And, you know, I don't live in the area that's being threatened by fracking or the coal ash. However, uh, you know, I would want someone else to come to my aid, to my rescue. You know, as a Lee Countyan, as a North Carolinian, I have a dog in this fight. And, you know, Uh I want... Uh, the future for um, my uh, nieces and nephews, I want their future to be bright and clean. I don't want them looking back at me and say, Aunt Donna, why didn't you do something? Why didn't you stop this when you had a chance? So that's why we're doing wow. what we're doing. And, Julie, yeah, we, you and, know. Uh, I can really relate to what you're saying because, we have a 10-acre farm over here, and, and just hearing you say that, I'm like, whoa, that could be me. Unfortunately, it could. Right. And, yeah. And, you know, and it and it really does take people from all across the state to band together and say, enough's enough. You know, uh, I, you know I, I might not be being threatened by a uh, pipeline. I might not be threatened by, you know, whatever else that could come down the the pike as far as big business needing the minerals or whatever. But, you know, North Carolina has a reputation of being a vacation spot. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we don't need to be throwing away that that draws people to come and visit us, our tourism. We don't right. need to be throwing that away. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, and I agree with you, and I, I think it's very, very worthy cause. Um, Debbie, did you, have you guys, I mean, what kind of dollar figure are, are you guys hoping to get to invest in, and what other charities do you invest the funding in? We will, the prime, the the biggest part of the money will go to Environmental Lee and our legal fund, our legal uh, debt that we are working with a lawyer to try to find things that will stop this from coming to Lee County. And then we also, we know that we will give some of the money to the Railroad House, which is an historic uh, building and museum uh, museum here in in town. Ah. Uh, so that's something that we feel real strongly about, preserving the history of Lee County. And actually right now, Julie, depending on what our proceeds are, we will we will be giving to other organizations as well. So awesome. um, I, I asked you earlier if you've got a check for a million dollars, you can just find it on the website. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's certainly hope that... Uh... We can bring the folks on in. I mean, this is going to be an awesome event and an even more awesome cause, listeners. So and, and I'm going to strongly come, encourage Julie. everyone to uh, 
check the link out that will be um, here in the description of this show. I'm going to add some links about how to get the tickets and some information for you. Uh, we strongly recommend you, you check it out. Um, let me ask Donna now, back to a little bit about your, your spirits of Sanford. Now, do you still do the, the ghost shows for those folks who, who might be interested in that? Well, I have been talking about that with another friend who helped me with that uh, venue, and I told Jeremy, I said, you know, I'm really getting in the mood to do another school bus ride. Our problem is trying to find another decommissioned school bus, and um, uh-huh. I would like to share this. I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to attend uh, the Devil's Tramping Grounds, but um, uh-uh. uh, we took 50 people on an old school bus late one night, and uh, we uh, unloaded everyone. They walked out, saw the, the tramping grounds, and uh, our storyteller told the story about the tramping grounds. And then we got everyone on the bus, and the bus would not start. And I thought, uh-huh. to myself, oh, my God, how am I going to get 50 people back to Sanford? Because <laughs> uh-huh. we only had two other vehicles that were following me cars. <laughs> so anyway, oh we were standing around, and thank you, Lord, one of the um, uh, people that helped with the event, my friend Arlene, had a um, her farm truck and had a set of jumper cables that would stretch from Sanford to Urari, <laughs> and we were able to get some of the mechanics that were on the tour to crawl up under the bus and get us started again. But oh Lord, that was a frightening night for me. So, but oh, I guess funny so. thing I guess you guys the next the spirit, huh? Oh yeah, <laughs> but the the funny thing was the next weekend we came back and there was a bunch of young people camping around the um, the the circle. And we came up and we were talking to them and and next thing I know, one of the young kids said, And last week a whole busload of people came to see the Devil's Tramp Ground and it broke down and I just I thought, Oh my god, we've already made it into the folklore of the Devil's Tramp Ground. <laughs> now uh, that is it was, that's cute. Yeah, you are gonna be part of those stories now. Oh, I know. And uh, but you know, we want to have fun when we're doing these things, and I, I was going to tell you that if people think that they're going to be hounded by environmental issues when they come to the Bigfoot Festival, they will not be. I mean, we don't have time to talk about that because we're so busy doing the Bigfoot right. stuff. <laughs> so, you know, it will be Bigfoot out the wazoo, and if I, if someone wants to hear more about the Devil's Tramping Grounds, I'll be more than glad to walk off to the side and talk to them about it. But uh, we, we're all about having a good time, and and in so doing, you know, trying to do some good works as well. Yeah, and I think that's that's great that people need to realize that uh, this isn't going to be a workshop for environmental lee. It's going to be oh, no, ma'am. a very awesome show that just happens to be for a very awesome cause. So, yes, you know, folks don't get leery about going out there for that reason. You are not going to get... Um, the collection bucket going around asking you for money. So um, let's go into a little bit about who the uh, folks are that you're going to have as lecturers this year. Uh, uh, okay, I've got a list right here handy, so I'll be glad to go over. Um, the first person I want to talk to you about is um, Arla Williams. Mm-hmm. She is um, 
uh, from Oklahoma, and she came last year and will and has, will also be joining us this year. She has been involved with Bigfoot ever since she saw, and she does not refer to Bigfoot as Bigfoot. She refers to it as hairy people. So she uh-huh. has been involved with a family of hairy people on her family's property since she was six years old. And uh, yeah, she said that hairy. the first time she saw a hairy person, it was a young hairy person. It was like a teenage uh, uh, aged person. And she ran into the house and asked her grandmother what was it that she saw. And her grandmother said, well, Arla, what do you think you saw? And Arla said, I don't know, and and she described it. And so um, the grandmother walked her through it. And so my thoughts there was that her grandmother had been uh, visited and uh, had had a relationship with this Bigfoot family as well. But she let the little girl, who is now, you know, a grown woman, figure out on her own, you know, whether it was threatening or not and what it was. So Arla will be speaking David Pardue, he was the funniest thing. The first time he came to our Bigfoot Festival uh, two years, three years ago, uh, he came up to me and he kind of read me the right act for not um, uh, doing a better job of getting the information out about the Bigfoot um, Festival. And I said, well, David, it's like this. The only thing that's more elusive than a Bigfoot is a Bigfoot investigator. I mean, you know, like how do you find these people? You know. <laughs> so he promised right, me it's not like they, that they run ads in the paper every day. Right, and you know, and they're you know very um, uh, into you know being quiet about what they do. They don't advertise, mm-hmm. and you know, and so anyway. But he promised me that the, at uh, the next festival that he would help me get in touch with more Bigfoot investigators. And that was when I looked at the girls and I said, well, I guess we're going to have another Bigfoot festival next year. Uh, <laughs> the Bigfoot guys have decided that we're having one. So yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And so David's from North Carolina. Terry Wendell is from um, uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina, and he is a blessing. Oh, my gosh. He's into all the technology stuff, and Lord knows I am not a girl of that generation. And so uh, Terry has just come on board and and has just taken off with our um, technology stuff. And believe me, I let him do that. And plus, he is uh, uh, very active in investigating. Um, uh-huh. Dave Mosier is uh, affiliated with these three guys. He's from the Charlotte area. Uh, he is a hoot and a holler, and uh, Johnny Jackson, uh, he's from Irwin, and Johnny was the one that did a term paper on Bigfoot back in the 70s when he found out that the Parker family had uh, a, a close encounter of a Bigfoot kind on their property. So he oh. has documentation from the 1970s of when he did his uh, paper and um, uh, compiled all that information. Uh, there will be representatives from the Parker family, and um, and our latest uh, recruitment is a guy named Bill Lancaster, who is from Virginia, and he is a documentarian, and he has uh, uh, has created a documentary called Culture Bigfoot. 
and um, he is uh, has agreed to show this. And what it, it what the the theme of this documentary is uh, interviewing Bigfoot investigators and wow. getting their yeah. their up you know their uptake on what a Bigfoot is and what they've experienced and so forth. So he's uh, in also in the process of filming a second documentary, which is on the spirituality of Bigfoot, you know, um, oh, yeah. Native American. Being familiar uh, with the Cultured Bigfoot uh, documentary, it's I, I've heard a lot of good things about that. Mm-hmm. I personally haven't seen it yet, so he's actually going to be showing it during the the event on August 11th? Yes, ma'am. Wow, okay. That is so, so cool. All right, and and now is there anyone else on the the list, or is that uh, you've got? Well, uh, that's the our list. But okay. if any other Bigfoot uh, investigators show up and want to share, Lord knows they'll they'll be given the mic and say, "Have at it." As will wow, be yeah, people who you. come just to visit. We've decided that we want people to feel like we're just sitting around telling stories around the campfire. And if you've had a Bigfoot encounter and you want to share it, by all means, share it with us. Because it's those connections that help us find other places to uh, investigate. And and that's what we want to do is to get the information out and find out exactly how big the Bigfoot um, existence is. Oh, yeah, especially here in North Carolina. Well, it sounds like you have a really good lineup of of people there, and uh, you know I'm familiar with most of those names. Um, I wasn't familiar with the Mike and Sam Parker story, but um, I'm definitely looking forward to hearing more about that because, uh, of course, Jeff and I will be attending this event, and we are going to do a live Facebook feed um, during the event. We're going to have to work out a time and all that, and I will let our listeners know, um, and that will be for our, our uh, Monster Exclusive group. Um, so, you know, just a shout-out to those folks to let them know that we we will be doing that, and a time will be posted later once we work out um, when we think is the best time to do that. Um, so that's interesting. I'll tell you what, why don't you tell us how folks can can – purchase tickets for this, and it's for a donation of $25 per person. Is that correct? That's correct. And, Julie, I did want to add that all of these investigators, all of the speakers, they are not compensated in any way. They are also volunteering their time to come and share. So I think that's a wonderful point to make, that they are so willing to share their time, so willing to share their stories, you know, to share with they they want to network with other investigators, but they certainly are. I mean, they're they're taking a weekend out of their time to yeah. come and help us. So I Very think that's really point. important. Yeah. Yeah, and I um, say hats can, off to all of them because that is uh, that is amazing, and uh, I know they're all very much interested in in finding out more of, about this enigma. Exactly, exactly, and and we appreciate them so much. Um, you can oh, yeah. go I can online. So I mean, it's just and David, uh, you know, helping you the way he did that—that's just awesome. And I have a feeling that uh, this is going to become even a bigger event in the future. 
We are because hoping David, so, Julie. It happened. <laughs> yes, You're not yes, going to have a choice, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> we. Uh, <laughs> you can go online, environmentally, and purchase tickets through our, our page, our Facebook page, our web page. You can also, Donna and I, um, our phone numbers, mine is 919-775-7506. And we will answer, and Donna? And my phone number is 919-774-4676. Okay, so the people can contact you for some more information about how to purchase the uh, the tickets as a donation. Yes, ma'am. Or they awesome. can purchase them online. Okay, yes, folks, you can go online. And, uh, again, I will post a link on the under the show description um in the blog here that you that you'll be seeing this um show coming forth to you and I will uh put the link on there about how to find out more about the show about how to purchase the tickets uh I think it's going to be a really great time I know I'm looking forward to coming over um you know I just moved back to this area a little over a year ago, and I had heard about it last year, but we were, you know, we had just moved in and trying to, the farm had been vacant for over a year, so as you can imagine, we had a, a lot going on here to, to get things back in order. So I'm glad that Terry was kind of persistent with me this year, and he's like, no, you've got to go, you've got to go. So I'm definitely going to be there, and it's, I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, now, uh, One there, more uh, thing. Sure. Uh, uh, I need to emphasize uh, the venue is the biggest venue we've used so far, but it does have limited limited seating. So I wouldn't wait too long to get your tickets because you know once it's sold out, that, that's it. And and you right. know we're hoping for a sold out venue. Uh, so uh, just just don't wait too long because uh, the tickets have already started to sell. And, uh, okay. and we're pleased with and everyone I want to that gets this home. is an inside air conditioned event, folks. Yes, ma'am. Amen to Which that. Which is I very important <laughs> when you live in North Carolina. <laughs> and it, it starts I'm at done. 1 o'clock on Saturday, August the 11th at 1 o'clock, and it runs through till 8.30 p.m. Now, if things are um, going hot and heavy at 8.30, I'm assuming you'll just let it go until it winds down. Is that correct? Well, yes and no. The, okay. If everyone that wants to keep on talking, uh, if they'll help us clean up, because we have to be out of the building by 930. <laughs> oh, yeah. <to laughs> and we have to put okay, all the yeah. seats back. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> so if they so, want to yeah, talk we, we and definitely move chairs. Keep that in mind, everybody. If you, um, I know that we could probably stick around and help you guys out with that. Um, I think it's, okay. this is just so exciting. Um, you, you don't get this every day, especially in, in my area, which is so heavily saturated with reports. I'm so glad that this is going on in our area. I'm just thrilled to death. Um, and, again, I want to encourage everybody to come out there, have a good time, learn about what's going on, because I had no idea that there was still activity going on east of me between here and Sanford. I had no idea. Well, 
I had no idea three years ago there was any activity going on anywhere. <laughs> but boy, have I been! Uh, <laughs> I have been greatly awakened to you know what's what's factual, and and I have people. I, I've been walking all over town, passing out flyers and and talking this event up for the last two weeks. And you know the first thing they'll say is, "Do you believe?" And I said, "Well, it's like this: if I have to believe in something that." Um, and and to, to see it or to experience in order for me to believe, then I'd have to say, you know, probably not. But I know that uh, Mount Everest exists. Have I climbed it? Heck no, and won't be doing it. Uh, how do I know it exists? I've seen pictures. I've seen documentaries. And there have been people who've been interviewed that have climbed Mount Everest. So, uh that being said, I have seen documentaries on Bigfoot. I've talked to people that have experienced him one-on-one, and I've seen pictures. So, you know, if that's what it takes to, for me to be a believer, then I'm a believer. And so, Oh, wow, that's a uh, really good analogy there. I, I really like that. That That's that's so very true. Now, is there anything else uh, that you ladies want to stress before we... Go ahead and wrap up the uh, informational show here. Um, well, uh, um, I don't know if your view, your your listeners are aware of another um, possibility for unique creatures, but we have been told in our community that there is something called moon-eyed people or little people, and we're in the process of investigating that. Uh, it's our understanding that this is a big uh, folklore among Native Americans, especially in uh, in the uh, mountains of North Carolina. So we mm, are really okay, interested yeah. in hearing from that. people uh, about these um, this civilization and and what they've experienced. So uh, you know. This is how we find out things exist, and uh, you, you you don't know until you ask. And so uh, if you happen to hear anything or any of your listeners call in and say, yeah, yeah, we know all about the moon-eyed people, we would really like to talk with them and uh, maybe even pursue including them in future Bigfoot festivals. Wow, yeah, that that's interesting. So listeners, if you... If you're out there and you know something about this, um, the moon-eyed people, just definitely get a hold of Deb or Donna. And, you know, I almost forgot to mention you guys are having the uh, festival in November. Is that correct? Right. Exactly. And that's what I was about to, to talk about. At November okay. the 3rd, we'll have the outdoor festival, and it will actually be on the Camelback Bridge at the Deep River Park. And um, it will be, we'll, we'll have food trucks, we're going to have music, activities for children, some lectures, but not as not heavy with the lectures like we did last year. It will be uh, primarily a, a family event. Last year it was absolutely wonderful, well attended, and we're, we're planning for the same thing again this year, and that is November the 3rd. Okay, and that's an outdoor festival. Awesome. It's an outdoor festival. And I'll Hopefully tell you, November cool in North enough. Carolina can be pretty mild. So, right. yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so that that's going to be a good time right there, November yes, 3rd. Will. So what we'll do is uh, as we get closer to that date, uh, we'll, we'll make sure that we do some, uh, 
you know, another informational uh, talk if we'd like to do that and, and provide more information as the time gets closer. So that that's that always would a, be an opportunity we can do. Right. That so would listen, be ladies, I, I really appreciate you coming on to the show. I'm really excited about this, and I want to thank you both for taking the time to do this, you know, for for a very good cause, because North Carolina is such a beautiful state, most beautiful state, I think, in the country, and I would certainly like to keep it that way. Yes. Well, you're you're talking my language now. <laughs> so, yes, uh, And thank you for so. having us. Uh, I mean, you know, this is a, a, an answer to a prayer because I just, you know, I can't do this all myself and because my abilities are so limited, but, you know, people are coming, and I know that it's it's uh, a, a blessing, so thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're much. welcome. Well, thank you, ladies. And uh, everybody, make sure you get your tickets for the Tar Hill Bigfoot Roundup. August 11th, that's a Saturday, starts at 1 till 8.30, and do not forget it is in an air-conditioned environment. So we want to thank <laughs> you all for joining us, and uh, we we will talk more about this as the days come, and um, after the event is over, I will make sure that I do a blog about everything, include some pictures and maybe some videos, um, and, and everybody just come out and have a good time. And this is yes, Julie Wrench. That's it. That's it. Good that's time. Right. Have a good time. That's what it's all about, ladies. Thank you so much. This is Thank Julie you. Wrench for Monster X Radio. Thank you all for your support. And until the next time, have a squatchy week. I reckon she's gone. Yeah. Okay.